Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067. The fans simulcast on the Team 980 and always available on the Odyssey app. We got Max Auto Maxic. He doesn't miss running the ones and twos. Give us a call. He'll put you on hold and you can speak with me here on the fan 1 800 636 1067. Or you can tweet us at AWOD Radio. Um, we got a tweet from Rocky. He says, Bobby Mitchell Stadium. Bobby Mitchell is before my time, but more appropriate than Sean Taylor. Uh, Vic says, go back to 80,000-plus seats like they had there. Uh, I, that's what I want. Is I, I'm tired of this whole thing of let's remove seats and make it more crowded. And, oh, yeah, we're selling out now because we're down to 59,000 seats. Let's go back to the, what we had before when it was close to 90,000 seats packing the place there in Landover. Uh, Edwin tweets me. How about this, Max? He says, give me, quote, Eastern Motor Stadium as the stadium name until RFK is rebuilt because that commercial alone is legendary. I do love those commercials. I'm trying to think who comes to mind. Like, I'm pretty sure, uh, what's his name? Clinton Portis had one. Antoine randall certainly had one. Ryan Kerrigan had one. I think, like, even guys that weren't football players, like, didn't Carmelo Anthony have one? Alex Ovechkin had one of my favorite Eastern Motors commercials of all time. Alex Alex, uh, Ovechkin, Josh Norman, Kirk Cousins had one, I believe. So, uh, yeah, no, Eastern Motors was the best in terms of commercials for for the football team. That was a ton of fun. All right, let's go to the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. I've thrown out there, STS, Sean Taylor State. Stadium uh, to replace FedEx Field. Let's go to Andy in Sterling. What's up, Andy? Adam, good afternoon, buddy. Hey, man, I'm going to be a little sarcastic here. Why don't we rename the stadium the Champ Bailey uh, Trent Williams Hall of Fame Stadium? <laughs> here we let here here's the, here's the Commanders, the Redskins, who over the years have a pitiful record of of producing good ball players, and these. Two guys are going to go to the Hall of Fame, and we let them go. Rivera let Williams go. Joe Gibbs let uh, let Champ Bailey go for basically nothing. And as far as the quarterback situation, you're talking about Jaden Daniels. I watched a lot of SEC football for the past few years. Jaden Daniels, a 6'2", 185, great runner, great running instincts, but he is small-shouldered. He is uh, he's got. A little bird chest. The first time I've seen him take some hits in the SEC, and he literally got crushed. He reminded me when when uh, uh, Griffin got nailed a couple times, and he looked like a rag doll flying up in the air. If he had got hit as much as Sam Howell got 60 times, he would be in an ICU. I tell you what, that guy scares me. So does Caleb Williams, built along the same uh, same size. They could not have taken the pounding that Sam Howell took over the past couple of years. That's my concern. So do you want Drake May? Uh, that's the guy I want, man. That guy reminds me of uh, Herbert. 
He's um, six what six four two two thirty. He uh, he reminds me of uh, like I said, he reminds me of a uh, of a uh, Justin Herbert in San Diego. He's he's got the strongest arm. He can spin the football. Uh, yeah, that's the guy I want them to see drafted. All right, Andy, I appreciate you chiming in. Let's go to Bob in Alexandria. What's up, Bob? What's up, Adam? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I love Sean Taylor, you know, and I love that, you know, Sean Taylor Stadium. But I was thinking, like, what if we did it, like, alumni stadium and there was a Sean Taylor section, there was a John Riggins section, there was a Brian Mitchell section, you know, and a lot of people like these people. You know, you pick out the best ones, and those people may buy tickets and go, I just want to sit in the – Sean Taylor section. Right. No, so. it's, it's not a bad idea, Bob, but I do think you need a name for the stadium. What would you name it if it's the alumni? I'd just name it Alumni Stadium. <laughs> alumni Stadium. There we go. All right. <laughs> hey, but That's if, it. If, if it was Sean, alumni Stadium. But if it was Sean Taylor, I mean, do you, do you agree with me that he kind of represents no, that stadium? They got to fix that silly statue they made of him. But, yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you 100%. Yeah. Um, he deserves it. But I'm just thinking you want to put butts in the stands. If you just put up people that we all know, we could all, you know, whatever, pick yeah. out. But then each section, you know, instead of Section 302, that's, that's, that's you know, Sean Taylor section. Right. The next one is, you know, John Riggins section. Or it might be, it might be tough to like. do. With sections, because there's so many of them, like there's probably 40 different sections for each of the four levels, but maybe you could do like Joe Gibbs entrance, right? Or Theisman entrance or something like that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, right around there. And that's where you're going to go to, you know, sit in your seat. And I think you'd bring older fans that remember and want to go back there. And, um, yeah, that's my thought. Hey, Bob, Bob, let me ask you a question. Bob. Yeah, man. When was the last time you went to a game? Last time I went to a game, I went to FedEx Field. It was probably after it was first built, mm-hmm. and I could see the helicopter pilot better than I could see the field, and I never went back again. So what's going to bring you back to the stadium? I want to go back to the stadium when the stadium is good to go, clean. It's easy to get in, easy to get out, you know, and, and a winning team, of course, but even a losing team, you know, it doesn't make a difference if it's a good experience. Yeah, so and you're probably, that, that you're stadium, still probably not coming back for four or five years then, huh? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, if like you say, if we get the big name, we get yeah. the big person in there, you know what I'm saying, then, then maybe I roll back over there and go, hey, let me take a peek again, <laughs> you know, what they're doing to the stadium. But I'm just telling you right now, everybody that I know that's gone since then is like, that stadium is junk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It is. And it certainly is, yeah. So, but I appreciate you taking my call, man. Thanks. Yep. Let's go to Scott in D.C. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's up, man? I'm wondering what the status of Sam Howell is. Is he is he injured? He floundered at the end of the year, but at, at one point he led the league in a, in a stat. I forget which one. Is he up for trade? Are we just disregarding him? Because uh, all the callers and all the conversation is around other quarterbacks. Can you give your listeners um, a status of where Sam Howell stands right now? Thanks. Yeah. No, good call, man. I appreciate it. A good question. Look, I, I do think that when it comes to Sam Howell, he played him his way out of the starting lineup. 
by the second half of the season. And look, he's not the only one to do this. A lot lot of college quarterbacks, if you look at the statistics, struggle after Thanksgiving. The college season is not as long as the NFL. And now it's not 17 weeks, it's 18 weeks, right? And so it's tough for, for rookies. And Sam was basically a rookie with one extra game of experience against a Cowboys team that we don't really know how much they effort they gave. And he only threw 19 passes. He was 11 of 19 two seasons ago in the final game. So this was truly his rookie season. He showed some promise, but then I think with the second half of the season, he played his way out of the starting line. Part of it's unfair because he wasn't getting help from the coaching staff. I like Derek Bieniemy. But he didn't want to run the ball ever. He was making Sam throw almost 50 times a game, at least 40, right? So, And they had no running game. So that was part of the issue. The other side of the ball, defense was worse than the NFL. So Sam Howell was constantly down by 15 or 20 points every single game. So he, he drew the short end of the stick because I think in other organizations, he would probably be given another year. But the fact is the commanders have the number two overall pick. With that power, I believe they'll draft a quarterback and Sam Howe will be your backup next season. If you want to take uh, if we want to uh, chime in, phone lines are open one eight hundred six three six one oh six seven. Max, I think we have time for one more phone call here before the break. Let's try Tony in Annandale. What's up, Tony? Hey, uh, I thought maybe a name could be like Joe Gibbs, Hall of Fame Racing Stadium. And yeah, I like the idea that the, my like thing the with Joe Gibbs is that he he won his Super Bowls though before FedEx Field. Uh, well, I like the other caller's idea about how you name each entrance um, after all the uh, legends. Yeah, um, who, who are a few legends that you'd throw out there? Daryl Green. Okay. Good the one. Hogs. Art Monk. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you already mentioned the Rigo, Um Yeah, you could do the whole. Uh, what was it? What's the fun bunch? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. Hopefully, we can come up with a cool name over the next few years. Let's go to Ricardo in D.C. What's up, Ricardo? Hey, what? Hey, uh, look, um, Boz, what we do for the draft? I like trading uh, for Justin Fields. Uh. And then uh, we trade down a few spots, get Marvin Harrison. I know it's a downside with Justin Fields. We would have to pay him uh, in a year or two, uh, but it would be all worth it. I think that's the main thing. Uh, that's the best thing. That so explain to, me, explain to me your thoughts on Justin Fields, because he certainly excites me with his ability to run, but I just have not seen enough – from him with including arm strength and accuracy outside of the Washington game. Like, like he kicked our butts, but I think that's clouding your judgment. Well, no, he's going to develop. He's getting better. And, you know, who's to say he's uh, better than Caleb or Jaden? But, uh, you know, I think, you know, for the, for, the, for the bang for the buck, I think that's the way to go. Now, real quickly on the naming of the stadium, the person that uh, suggested Bobby Mitchell Stadium, that's brilliant. That's the way it's got to be over Joe Gibbs, over Sean Taylor, even though, you know, he didn't win at FedEx, but he was a general manager or part general manager at FedEx. He Bobby Mitchell Stadium. But also I heard that they've already made the name change for the state. I think it's just going to be Commander's Field for right now, but – the yeah, I, mean, I couldn't. I couldn't hate that more. You saying that is making me cringe. Please don't no, no, tell me no, that's no. where we're going. I, with, I don't you know? suggest it. I think that's the way it's going to be for right now. But yeah. the new stadium, uh, the RFK grounds, Bobby Mitchell Stadium, all the way, man. Got to yeah. go there. 
Yeah, just uh, nobody's going to ever convince me that command center is good. Ugh, it's disgusting. No, no, I know, but that's just temporary till we get the new stadium. Uh, but the new stadium, Bobby Mitchell Stadium, all the way. Got to right, be. All right, Ricardo, thanks so much, man. Have a good weekend. You too, thank you. Yep, you're listening to AWOD on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. Simulcast on the Team 980 and always available on the go with the free Odyssey app. So I do think we're on to something here when I threw out their STS, Sean Taylor Stadium, as a bunch of tweets are filing in here. You can always uh, call us, 1-800-636-1067. Tony says, let's name it The Magic. <laughs> I do love Magic Johnson being part of this ownership staff here, uh, but I don't want him to be the naming of the stadium. Uh, Ryan tweets me, I'd love to see the stadium referred to as Hog Farm, the Hog Farm. Name of the stadium is going to be a corporate sponsor, but let's refer to it as the Hog Farm. I don't hate that, Max. I don't hate that at all. No, Hog Farm sounds really good. Right? I mean, I, I always thought that the name should have been just the Hogs. Yeah, right? Washington Warthogs, is a, it's a layup. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael says, Pigpen Park is the greatest Ooh. name in the entire world. I don't hate that either, right? Let's go back to our roots when we were winning Super Bowls with Joe Gibbs, and it was because of the great offensive line. And, and making the offensive line great again starts this offseason. It really does with the amount of draft picks that they have in the top 102. Six picks. So I believe this is the most important offseason in franchise history with all the cap space, the number two overall pick, just hired a new GM, just hired a new coach. Presumably we'll have a new starting quarterback, a new name of the stadium, so much to get right. And 
Then you add in the embarrassing NFLPA report card where the commanders were dead last for the second season in a row. Josh Harris knows he needs to make improvement happen, and it starts right now. And I do think that the commanders' plan, like the realistic plan to get good again, is all about roster development. It's all about roster development. And so you might want us to turn it around in one season or two, but I think you have to trust the process here and trust that these guys will develop the roster, right? Because there might be one or two splashy signings in free agency. But I think you're going to see this team save a lot of money and then use it on younger players and draft younger players who will be at their best for two and three years when this team is ready to compete for a division title or a championship. Because hopefully I would say the plan would be you hit on four or five draft picks every year over the next three years, and then you've got a roster. Then you've got 15 of your 22 starters that you drafted and seven other guys that you brought in and developed. And Dan Quinn's job, his number one job as a leader of men, that's why he got the job here, is because of his ability to lead and develop the young players that we bring in and draft. And we've got to draft and retain the talent that we draft because it's all about guys signing their second contract with Washington. That's what made the 49ers so good was Adam Peters and John, and John Lynch would draft guys and then develop them, and then they'd re-sign with San Francisco for their second contract, keeping the talent that they brought in. So the question right now is, who on the roster do you think is worth keeping around for their development? I would point to Jahan Dotson, not giving up on him. I thought he had a really good first year, and then he got injured and just wasn't the same this year as it's pretty obvious. Eric Bieniemy thought that he could get more production from Curtis Samuel, and that's who they threw the ball to more. He liked Curtis Samuel's speed. I like it too, but I'm not giving up on Jahan Dotson. I think you can definitely develop Brian Robinson Jr. into a legit starting running back in the NFL. He showed tremendous ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, and I think with a better offensive line, you can run it to him more on third and fourth and short. I'm hoping that we get something from Cole Turner. I'm not giving up on him, Max. I want that tight end to be something because I was really hyped for him when he was drafted out of Nevada. Derek Forrest, right, defensive side of the ball. I think you point to Derek Forrest. There was a lot of uh, talk about him being the violent guy when you heard that from Joe, Joe Witt. Emmanuel Forbes, first-round draft pick. Quan Martin, second-round draft pick. Jamin Davis, hopefully there's something there with him. And then K.J. Henry. Those are the guys on the roster right now I think worth keeping and trying to develop. Let's go back to the phone lines. 1-800-636-1067. We got my guy Lou in D.C. What's up, Lou? Hey, 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 wow, what's going on, man? Can you put me a hold, man? I'm in the middle of something real quick. Can you get back to me, please? <laughs> I apologize. This never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll All throw right, you bro. on hold, Lou. Oh, my goodness. That was, that's funny. Lou's a loyal caller, so he's allowed to make that mistake, Max. Let's go to Gary in Fredericksburg. What's up, Gary? Hey, Wad, what's happening? What's up, man? Happy Saturday. Hey, same to you, buddy. Hey, I just wanted to real quick say, you know, I'm an old school I liked everything you said about who to keep and what the name. I love the hog barn. That is great. And and also, too, you know, don't throw out the thought of letting these guys, coaches, work with Sam Howe. I'm going to throw another name in there for you that I think you should keep and let him give a try, and I haven't heard anybody mentioning, and that's Jake Fromm. He's a young kid, looked good in preseason, got a strong arm. Yeah. Gary, Gary, let me let me let me get your your answer to this, all right? Because 
I think a lot of franchises would give Sam Howell another year. But I think the, the question yeah. is, is whose ceiling is higher? Sam Howell or Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniel, right? That's why with the power of the number two overall pick, you can't just stick with Sam Howell. you got to take a shot on a guy whose ceiling is much higher. Uh, you, you really think their ceiling is much higher? I He's do. Already, it's going to slow down for him this year. He's been in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you, but I, I still think with all the draft picks, you should get a left tackle with the number two pick, yeah. somebody that's going to be hopefully around for a long time. Fix the pieces that you need. You have what's in place. I would give this guy, Jake Fromm, a chance. Also young. you got the you got these good coaches. Coach them up. Yeah. I don't know. So here's the, my, here's the problem with – here's the problem with Hal – and, and from is that nobody that's on the coaching staff right now was part of the decision to get those guys, right? So they're not going to stand up for them. Very true. Yeah. Well, you know, if they if they do what they're supposed to and do their due diligence and look at tape and really go back and study, yeah, maybe so. I, I don't know. But uh, anyway, hey, I appreciate your time, man. Yep. Hey, and I hope you have enjoy your day, enjoy your show, buddy. Yep. Thanks a lot, man. And look, how will be on the roster, and there's a chance. You know, that that he does look good in training camp and in preseason. And maybe even you start the season with Sam Howell and let a guy like Caleb or Drake May develop behind him for a few games. Uh, but I'm probably, if you're drafting number two overall, I'm, I'm going with them uh, to start the season. Let's go with John in Del Mar. What's going on, John? Hey, I'm drowning in this rain, but what the heck. <laughs> um, one thing I'm not hearing among all your callers, is trying to develop a quarterback behind a, a weak offensive line. You take a young talent, and you will destroy him if he's learning to run for his life. Right. So, that, so that's why I think Jets. you've got six picks in the first 102. You can use a quarterback, but then you've got to use two or three on, on left tackle, right tackle, and center. Absolutely, because if you... Give a quarterback, even a middling quarterback, some time. He's got a chance for a scramble. He's got a chance that somebody's going to break free. You know, the, 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 the defense players will shift position. You know, things open up. Yeah, and you know, what? you know what? There's a chance. There's a chance that Adam Peters and Josh Harris agree with you, and they think, you know what? We're going to trade back, we're going to draft three or four offensive linemen, and we're going to go with Sam Howell and see what he can do with a competent offensive line. It's, it's an option. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because they're not the most expensive guys on the team either. Yeah. All right, let's go to my guy Junkyard Dog in D.C., line three. You're on the fan. How you doing, A-Watt? What's up, man? Well, this is one time I have to disagree with everybody. Because okay. believe me. They are not going. They're not. They're, they're not going with uh, Sam Howell or From or any of those quarterbacks on the roster. The only one that might they might they might would, would probably go with for a little while would be Percet or whatever. But all things being said, you know people talk about uh, what about trading for Justin Fields. Well, first of all, if you trade for Justin Fields, you got to be damn sure. Is he is he better than Caleb? Is he better than Drake May, or is he better than Jaden Daniels? You you gotta you gotta be damn sure that he's better than those quarterbacks. Because, and I don't think because, he is. Right, because therefore, because also people have to realize his contract 
is almost come due now to be to, to be to be paid. You go, you gonna have to pay him. I don't want he's him. Gonna be off, and and, and, and be I, off I think he's gonna. Deal. I don't think we're gonna have an uh, opportunity. I think he's gonna be in Atlanta Falcon probably by this time next week. I really think uh, that's about to be you announced. Know, you know, you know, you know. I don't. E- you know, I don't even hear. Even though you probably wouldn't hear anything, but then here again, you know, it's you know. I don't think there's too many teams that excited about about him. Mm. Well, we'll see. I mean, look, Chicago has all the power in the world with the number one overall pick, and it doesn't look like they're going to stick with Justin Fields. We've got to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here with you on a Saturday morning in the nation's capital. 106.7, the fan. Team 980 and always available on the go with the Odyssey app. I will go on the fast break with AWOD talking all things NBA to close out the show at 11.45. So if you want to talk Commander's offseason, now's your last time to chime in. 1-800-636-1067. I also wanted to mention the NFL report card. You can chime in on this. Are you shocked that none of this stuff was improved from last season? Right? I mean, Max, it's tough to set a tone on a new franchise when the ownership group with the same overall grades. So that that's kind of the thing I wanted to talk about a little bit. Like it, it, Harris didn't really get control of the team until they were in training camp. So there wasn't really much he could do to prep for them to show up. So right. it, it, this is really like you like you've been saying his first impression this offseason, his first chance to actually make an impression on his players and all of that. Yeah, but he did observe for the entire season, and it is True. frustrating to see the treatment of families was still an F minus, right? Like, yeah. couldn't they have treated the families better? I get it. Maybe he wanted to sit and just see how bad they're suffering, but seriously, an F minus is embarrassing. It's thirty first in the NFL. An F Food minus and cafeteria. Is, F D minus plus. is hilarious. I know. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, nutritionist, dietitian, B minus. Locker room. F minus. These things have to improve if they want to bring in uh, big name free agents and, and develop this franchise. Training room F minus. Training staff F. Weight room C. Strength coaches in A. At least they like their strength coaches. Team travel F. Head coach C. Ownership B. I'm kind of surprised that that head coach got a C. Well, I thought it'd be worse than that, but it was 31st in the league. The only so, head coach who got worse was Josh McDaniels. So yeah, that's I how know. You know. I know, and that's why everybody in in Vegas was uh, going crazy for Antonio Pierce to get that head coaching job. But uh, he's got to improve on this for next year. I'm going to be so pissed if I see us dead last on the 2024-2025 NFLPA report card and rankings. Got to improve some things now this offseason, Josh Harris. Can't wait around again here and just be a fly on the wall. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. We'll go give Lou another shot here. Lou, round two in D.C. What's up, bud? Hey, man. Sorry about that, man. How you doing? Good. I'm good, man. What you want to chime in about today? Um, Hold on. Number one, let me get this off my chest. The, see, the, I care about the name of the team, not the name of the stadium. So I, I, I don't really care about the whole name. You know, if they could call it 7-Eleven, I could care less because I was just <laughs> at 7-Eleven. So shout out to 7-Eleven. But, uh... As far as, you know, uh, the quarterback goes or, you know, I'll say some things about Caleb being uh, (laughs) Jamarcus Russell, but I take that back. I think what he's doing is smart. He's trying to avoid to go to – not to go to Chicago, giving them all this, you know, nonsense and and demanding stuff. I get he's playing a game. 
Uh, and, and, you know, if that's the case and he wants to come to D.C., I think, you know, the dude got talent. So I, I hope, you know, it's a leverage game that he's playing, you know, with Chicago. Hopefully he, he finds himself in, in, in D.C. And uh, and uh, other than that, I, I guess that's that's pretty much it. I, I could care less about, you know, what, uh, you know, this this name, that the name, the stadium stuff, man, that, that, that don't mean anything to me. I care about the name of – the team, if they get that right in the next whatever, you know, three to four years, then, you know, hopefully they can go back to the red scan if that's not possible. And then, you know, something close to, you know, the old thing, you know, the old, the, uh, you know, the old uh, glory days. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to chime in. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Have yep. a good one. Yeah, thanks, Lou. And enjoy your weekend. Yeah, and hopefully they can get it right when they change the name eventually again. I wanted to get to AWOD's top five quarterbacks available here number one Caleb Williams I, I've been uh, championing Caleb for a, a long time now since I saw uh, highlights of him play in high school ball here locally and um, I, I just think he's a stud I, I think he does things that only Patrick Mahomes has done uh, at this level uh, he's the Heisman Trophy winner and I really feel like number one Everyone's trying to bring him down, like Merrill Hodge saying he's not special because he's at the top of the mountaintop. And number two, you know, because of some of the things that he's done that's pissed people off, like painted his fingernails or wore a dress. Everyone wants to take a shot at him for that. And then I also think that his stats have been worse this past season because he was forcing it because he knew his defense was terrible. So I'm all in on Caleb. I think Caleb, look, I've said it multiple times, I will not be evaluating quarterbacks anymore if Caleb's not a pro bowler in his first five years. Drake May is number two on my quarterback board here. I just think he's so big. He's the prototypical quarterback body. He's huge. I love the highlights of him running. You know, reminds me of a Josh Allen type that's not afraid to take contact. Kind of like a Ben Roethlisberger that can run around and won't be sacked there, won't go down easily in the backfield. I'm blown away by some of the highlights of him getting tackled, putting the ball in his left hand and throwing it still. Um, I just think he's a talent that's going to be really good in the NFL. Jaden Daniels, this year's Heisman Trophy winner. When you look at him and, and you watch him play, freak athlete is like the only thing that you should say about him. Uh, the expectations are huge with him being compared to Lamar Jackson. I'm worried about him possibly getting injured. I'm worried about the amount of hits he takes. I do think that there is a talent gap between Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then Jaden Daniels, but I also think there's a talent gap after Jaden Daniels to get to the next guy. So Jaden is my number three. Number four, I think it's got to be Michael Penix. I mean, my goodness. In terms of quarterbacks in the postseason, I think he looked the best, right? Like, incredible game in the semifinals. Not the best in the finals, but he still kept his team in it, fighting on third down, scrambling around the pocket, really good pocket presence and footwork there for most of the season to be able to reestablish his, his foot, and then throw downfield accurately. Uh, a lot of confidence uh, that he showed me this season, and he's got a winning mentality. J.J. McCarthy is my number five, AWOT's top five quarterbacks available this offseason. Look, he's a winner. That's the number one thing that matters to me. He won the national championship. He was the winner this season. Yes, he's great at checkdowns, and you know that's, a, that's not going to get anyone fired up, but... That's a big part of the NFL now, is being able to throw it to your running back. And we've seen Brian Robinson's really good at, at catching the ball. I think we're going to bring in another scat back. So I think that's a, a plus for J.J. McCarthy. And 
He was good under pressure. Now, Michigan did have a really good offensive line, but I feel like there's tape from this season where you can say, hey, McCarthy on a big third down had a guy in his face, and he threw a 30-yard pass to a receiver on target and accurate. So those are my top five. McCarthy, five. Penix, four. Janian Daniels, three. Drake May, two. Caleb Williams, one. I think the commanders have to get Caleb or Drake May at the number two overall pick, or... If you're if Adam Peters is as all in on Caleb Williams as I am and Cliff Kingsbury is too, then I think you do everything to move up to number one with Chicago to get Caleb Williams to be your quarterback of the future. The rest of the draft, AWOD's perfect draft, quarterback, and then three offensive linemen. So you've got six picks in the first 102. Quarterback, three offensive linemen. I want a tight end and an edge rusher. A tight end and an edge rusher. If we could hit on tight end, that would be huge as they just cut Logan Thomas. Uh, maybe you, you find a way to try to bring him back on a veteran minimum if somebody else doesn't offer him a bigger contract. Edge rusher, they have to replace both Montez Sweat and Chase Young. K.J. Henry's not going to be the answer. The other guy we had that was decent at times this year is not going to be the answer. I think you've got to hit on an edge rusher in the draft. And look, offensive lineman, Left tackle, center, right tackle are my choices. I think we need a left guard uh, as well. Um, most people feel feel really good about Sam Cosme and his development, so probably need four out of five new offensive linemen. That's my thoughts on a perfect offseason. Caleb, three offensive linemen, a dynamic tight end, and an edge rusher who can get after the quarterback. You're listening to Adam Epstein here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. It's the final segment coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan, I appreciate all the support and phone calls today. You can check me out during the week. Searching 910 The Fan on the free Odyssey app. You can hear me in Richmond Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Or you can check out the podcast. Each hour of the show is available every day. And best of AWOD Radio for you on your ride home. You can always tweet me your thoughts on social media at AWOD Radio. Bob tweets me, I want Caleb. If not, draft big-time players. Uh, he wants offensive linemen as well. you got a lot of needs. Bill says the NFLPA survey was done in October. Travel was likely booked before training camp, and that makes sense in why Josh Harris gets a pass for this season. But at the same time, if he was traveling with the team and saw the players complaining to the point where they're give him and giving it an F-, minus, I thought there was something he could have done about it last year. Can't happen again. The NFLPA survey is going to come out next year, and it needs to be much higher than last place. It just has to be. Tony says, Caleb Williams will be a bust. He's our modern-day Heath Schuler. Tony, I'm going to bookmark that tweet right now, and I will be responding to you when Caleb Williams is a pro bowler. David tweets me, Awad, I heard your comments on doing everything to move up to get Caleb. Then you mentioned drafting several other positions. How is that possible if you're giving up your picks for Caleb? In a perfect world, best-case scenario, I would give up players like Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen and third and fourth round picks plus the number two overall to get up to number one for Caleb. Plus we have six picks in the first 102. So even if you trade three of them, you still have three others. Uh, plus the picks that you have after that to move up and draft other positions as well. So there's a lot that can be done in this year's draft and in free agency. Um, so let's go to the phone lines real quick. We've got Mitch in Jersey. What's up, Mitch? 
Yeah. Hi, Nana. Uh, I hope everything's good. Um, I think Caleb, he's, he's a bear. I agree that he's been really good. And I think it wasn't for Jane Daniels, he would have had the Heisman. Um, he had good numbers, especially playing for a team. Well, defensively, they weren't good at all. Yeah, and, so, um, yeah, what were you going to say? On my list, you don't seem to have Spencer Rattler. I think he's, I think he's number three in my book. I put him ahead so of Drake. I saw, Mitch, I saw Spencer Rattler in Vegas, and he just didn't look the part. And, and maybe that, I don't know anything about an eye test, but that he looked like a child. Like, he just looked small and not a, a winner. So I'm out on Spencer Rattler. Uh, good call, man. We appreciate oh. you chiming in. I do think that, that there's a chance Caleb goes to the Bears because I, I really feel like you're going to hear Justin Fields traded to the Falcons uh, in the next week or two, and that would make much more sense for them to then draft Caleb Williams. Or maybe they've got a crazy plan with Eberflus and they want to match him up with Drake May or J.J. McCarthy. The other thing I could see them doing is trading back or double trading back like Peter King pointed to in his farewell article where he could see them moving back with the commanders and then moving back again to number eight overall. So I appreciate everybody chiming in on the commanders, but I did want to close the show by talking all things NBA here on the Fast Break with AWOD. Let's go. Let's play some basketball here. We're going on the Fast Break with AWOD. From buzzer-beating shots to the best highlight plays from around the league, every clutch moment. The all-stars of the league. We're out in transition. It's a breakaway. It's good at the buzzer. It's the fast break and AWOD talking all things NBA. All right, so I'll begin with the local team, the lousy local team, the nine win, nope, not double digits, the Washington Wizards. Uh, who just have been terrible this season. And it's not fun watching them play. It is not fun going to games. And it's not fun talking about them. They are 9-51. and 51. But I have seen some bright spots since they made the change from West Central Jr. to Brian Keith. Uh, I like the decision to move Jordan Poole to the bench. I like the way Denny Avdia has stepped up his leadership role, and he had his career high already. Corey Kispert seems to be playing better, uh, but it's just frustrating. They lose 140-115 to 115 last night to the L.A. Clippers the day after taking the Lakers to overtime. Wiz will next be in action on Monday against the Utah Jazz. As the NBA season always starts to heat up after All-Star break, no more trades. It's all about locking in and locking down on both ends of the court. Obviously, the leaders in the Eastern Conference are the Boston Celtics. They have an eight-game lead over surprise story second place, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Boston here is having a tremendous season, and good for them for trading for Kristaps Porzingis and it working out so far. But I'm here to tell you right now, I'm not picking the Boston Celtics to represent the Eastern Eastern Conference because I believe there's no chance in the world that Kristaps Porzingis stays healthy for all the playoffs. He's going to give you one really good series and then something's going to happen to his back. Back spasms. His knee's going to flare up. His ankle's going to pop. KP is going to be a liability for the Celtics. And so that's why I've placed a bet right now on the Milwaukee Bucks to represent the Eastern Conference. I know a lot of people are not a fan of Doc Rivers, and I'm certainly not one that thinks Doc is a great coach. In fact, I took J.J. Uh, Reddick's side in the argument that I don't think 
he is held accountable enough. And it seems to be that he always blames players. And I thought it was idiotic for him to come out in an interview and say, they should have kept the guy that I replaced as the head coach. Why would you ever say that? That hurts expectations for you. Uh, but I do think when you look at that roster, it's the most talented roster in the Eastern Conference. They have the star down low in Giannis and the guard down uh, up top to run the, the show in Damian Lillard. Chris Middleton can get healthy. He's a contributor. I, I like the Lopez brother. Uh, if he just calms down, I hate when he shoots eight threes a game. Shoot like one or two. That's fine with me. But I do think when it's all said and done, Damian Lillard, Giannis will represent the Eastern Conference. In the West, it's the Minnesota T-Wolves with a game, a half-game lead on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Those two teams have had terrific regular seasons. Those two teams will not be in the Western Conference Finals. I get it. They're the one seed and the two seed. I would pick the Warriors over the T-Wolves. I would pick the Lakers over the Thunder. I think there's going to be a ton of upsets in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. And that's why I think you go back to last year. The Denver Nuggets still have the championship roster. They still have the champion and the MVP, Nikola Jokic. It's going to be the Denver Nuggets versus the Milwaukee Bucks in this year's NBA Finals. I do think the Clippers are our dark horse. If they can stay healthy, you got to love the talent on that roster. Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable how many guys they've been able to put together that can score the ball, right? Russell Westbrook, I know some people are down on him. I still think he's an athletic freak, all right? Then you've got James Harden. He can score 30 in a game. He's only averaging 17.6. PG-13, Paul George can score 30. He's averaging 22.1. Kawhi Leonard, um, just an incredible mid-range game. He's so efficient offensively. 24 points a game this season. Norman Powell off the bench. Zubak down low. Man is a decent shooter from the outside. Uh, they're starting to play my guy Bones Highland from VCU again. So you're talking about a Clippers team here that has enough talent if they stay healthy to make a run in the Western Conference. I just feel the same way about them as I do the Celtics. Don't think they will be able to stay healthy. The one team that I hate in the Western Conference is the Phoenix Suns. I just think uh, you're crazy if you're picking them to represent the West. They're going to go down when it comes to a full seven-game series because you can't win with three ball-dominant guards, and that's what they've got with Kevin Durant ball-dominant. Brad the Beal needs to create his own shot ball-dominant, and Devin Booker likes to score off the dribble. That might be great in one game, and they all go off for 30 apiece, and then for the rest of the series, though, you're going to see them struggle because they do not have a bench, they do not have a post presence, and they are not good enough this season. So those are my thoughts as we head out on the fast break with AWOD talking all things NBA. Uh, lastly here, I'll go back to the Wizards and just look, it's going to be a while before this team gets good, but hopefully with the number one or number two overall pick in the next year's NBA draft, they will be able to get a stud. I do think that there's a chance that next year you could see a package that's Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole for like a first and a couple second round picks. Poole moving to the bench, hopefully he gets some more confidence, and then you trade him. Kyle Kuzma, uh, I liked not trading him this year. Let him develop into an all-star and then sell high, trade him next season. Max did a great job producing the show. We appreciate you on the ones and twos. Thanks for the support. It's been Adam Epstein, AWOD Radio on the fan. You're listening to DC Sports Radio, 106.7 The Fan.